gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. My dream is to fly over the rainbow My so high. Over the rainbow so high. Welcome back to Philosopher's Moan, episode 11. Mm, let's be gentle with our little selves today. <laughs> we must be gentle on our mission to love more. Woo! You simply can't go wrong loving more. Every day, loving more. Just love more. Just make it simple. Generate the love and throw it. Blast it out at stuff and people and places and things and your job or your hobbies or your thoughts or yourself. Yay! Remember who you are today. Who you want to be. You are that person. Be that person. Be all the love and the light in the land. Yes. I hope you know that oftentimes I'm telling this crap to myself. I'm like, Blair, who are you? Be Blair to the utmost infinite power. <laughs> I am Blair. <laughs> Blairzy. Do you like crack jokes with yourself? Just by yourself? With yourself? I think it's a good thing to do. I think everyone should, you know, like when you're alone and in just like a room, you know, you kind of just like make little gags with yourself. Does Do you do that? I think you should do that. All by yourself and you be yourself and you're like, ah, oh, yes, this is me. And you think, ah, oh, yes, I love little old me. Little old me is my favorite. I get to hang out with me all the time. It's great. And if it's not great, it means, oh, God, there's stuff inside me I got to deal with, huh? <laughs> you, are you are more than enough. More than enough. You are the you infinite are love and light of the whole universe, the whole universe. expressed in expressed human form. Pretty much every morning, you got to wake up and shake off any baggage from the past, any bullshit from versions of you that were just like dumb and stupid because you know you're growing up every day and you're a better version of you today right so don't even with that old crap ideally you identify the parts of yourself that you especially are proud of and enjoy being around with yourself and expand on those things you also identify the parts of yourself that are not so pleasant you don't really enjoy them very much and you change those things uh, slowly, I guess, being gentle with yourself. <laughs> no one's gonna have to hang out with the dark parts of you the way you have to hang out with it, and no one's gonna love that darkness the way you can. <laughs> Requires complete self-acceptance, though. You can't be lying to yourself about anything. You gotta really be like, this is who I am. If you pretend that, like, dark sides of you don't exist, well then, good luck changing them or shedding light on them. Yeah. Yeah, loser. <laughs> Personally, I hate that I'm impatient, stubborn, I'm totally people-pleasing, self-sacrificing, and I totally have a hero complex. I wish I didn't have any of that stuff, but, you know, I'm working on it. But, you know, I love that I'm easygoing, I'm easily pleased, low-maintenance, adaptable, and imaginative. You know, I, it doesn't take much for me to make a moment good for myself. Which I appreciate that. <laughs> I wish I was less stubborn because then maybe I'd be more capable of learning from others. Instead, I have to always learn things my way. And I'm very like, I am self-sufficient. I can figure things out. That's it. It's annoying. Like, why am I like that? People pleasing is just an annoying thing. I kind of like it about myself because, oh, it comes from a place of like, I want to like, 
please people and I desire to connect with them. But then it becomes a bit like obsessive, like I need them to connect with me. Like, yes, yes, we will be great friends forever. <laughs> but I think everyone really does desire just connection. So it's kind of fair enough that I desire to create better connections. But it very quickly becomes self-sacrificial and a hero complex that like, oh, you're so noble for thinking other people are more important than you. And but then like, that's just stupid because you're doing it from a superiority complex. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Discovering the parts of yourself that I find ironically hypocritical. It's fascinating. It's not fun finding them in yourself because you're like, wow, I'm what a joke. But it. It is fascinating how those little knots and tangles become a pattern in our personality and we can be entirely unaware of it. This again circles back to the theme of needing presence. The desire to be present gives you more power to find these little elusive parts of yourself that may be just causing problems in your experience. And again, you could be unaware of it. So like that makes you helpless. We're all victims to the self. Darn you, self. Oh, uh, that does remind me. I got some feedback about um, someone wanting to know how to actually be present. Like I know I talk about it a lot. Maybe I haven't actually like expressed how I find myself being more present. So let's talk about it. I imagine, you know, your mind where your consciousness is, you know, you can bring it to particular parts of your body, like, oh, you can like really feel your lungs and your rib cage and your heart beating, or you can like slide your consciousness all the way down to your toes and be like, oh, how is my foot really feeling? You could like really feel your foot if you bring your attention to it, right? So then you imagine in your like whole mindscape of thoughts, words, imagination, visuals, and creating in your head things, revisiting interpretations of the past or creating potential future scenarios as your brain is like preparing to process those future scenarios that, that totally haven't even happened. Might not, might meet, might meet, sorry about that. Uh, might not even happen. Anyway, um, so in your mind, you can have all of these carved out tunnels. Maybe there's particular memories you revisit over and over again. Maybe there's scenarios in the future you're especially hopeful for. You keep on thinking about them. These are dragging your consciousness like away from your body into these little imagination tunnels. It's pulling yourself back into the present moment. It's kind of trying to embody your whole physical biology. You're like, ah, yes, I am here in my body. And you're feeling all of the very present information pass through you sounds feelings emotions and you're putting yourself in the seat of observing the thoughts or triggers of old memories or future fears or hopes and you're just observing those thoughts coming and going so you're kind of watching yourself be and that gives you like a platform in the present moment to watch and learn what new stimulus is coming in rather than focusing on what's not guaranteed to happen or what's already done with. And the key part is letting go. You're surrendering to, you're not, you're not clinging on to any of the thoughts. You're not investigating them. You're just like let, watching them go by like the clouds. And then it does create space eventually, these like 
really nice thoughts come in, like new thoughts that aren't the typical clouds. And that's that's kind of where you're trying to get when you're being present with yourself and trying to become a better version of yourself. You have to let go of who you once were. You have to let go of who you think you should be or who you think someone else thinks you should be. And I think accepting things are the way they are. And that brings you to a present moment. You accept what has happened, what has not yet happened, and you are then here with a space to work with. You're like, okay, I am alive and breathing and there is plenty I can do in this moment. And what do we want out of our moments? We want love, authenticity, and joy. We just wanna do things that make us happy. We wanna be happy, whatever that means to us, right? In part two, we're going to talk about motivations of desire and why do we want the things we want? What do we, why do we do the things we do? So yeah. See you in part two. Mwah. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want out of life? What is it? What is it you desire? I just want to create. I want to keep creating depth to the connections that we have. I want to know who I am. What is my special power? I want to make people happy and less lonely. For for me, it's important to have purpose. I like desire a purpose that I can just keep on refining and feeling fulfilled about. So if you're me, you really do desire an answer to the what is the point thing. I want a point. I want meaning. I want to keep creating meaning. I do acknowledge I have the power to create meaning and I love that about myself and I want to expand on that, I guess. I think in the vague sense, everyone desires to be loved, desires to feel happy, to feel fulfilled. And so how we get there is the interesting part, the motivations that what we think will bring us love and happiness and fulfillment. That's what's interesting. We're all trying to be something worthy of love, worthy of our own love. Now that's the scariest thing of all. Like, am I worthy of my own love? Am I disappointing to myself that 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 just ah you are worthy of your own love if you have the capability of loving then heck yeah you're worthy of your own love and even if you're able to do it then well strength it's not easy to love yourself in this world is it and why is that is it because we all have such huge desires we think there's no way it's going to be possible to you know get what we want out of life and therefore we must be losers it is still pretty fresh and new that you know we all have an iphone or a whatever a smartphone an android and uh we can at any time see other people marketing and promoting how perfect their lives are and so of course it's easy to be like well what it what it, what is my life if other people's lives involve i don't know like perfect families, white picket fences, clouds of success and money and friends and cool parties. The big joke is how often certain things are just not appreciated and are just tools of flexing and promoting the egotistical self that feels like it has something to prove. And so it, if you can appreciate the things around you, the people around you, the place you're in and appreciate that it's it's obviously going to change nothing stays the same 
then you're way better off when you do end up getting your dreams or being surprised by something especially wonderful because you'll be able to appreciate it to the fullest well as otherwise it, it does just become this big like showy facade where does the desire to flex and promote how happy you are come from it comes from a place of wanting to be that way and not actually being that way and you know wanting to you know fake it till you make it people want to feel validated and that's a valid desire but uh it gets twisted when you're expecting someone else to have that power over you to say like yes you are great you are special or you are fun you are funny whatever it is it's like we need a witness to our greatness for it to be real <laughs> like i am not lovable till the whole world loves me yeah that's it people also just desire to meet people to touch and be touched you know that's fair that's human nature. We like touching each other. We want to feel connected. That's, that's the thing about humans. We can't stand being truly alone, you know, like isolated. That's why in prison they put you in that super isolation tank as the severe punishment. And you go crazy. We are dependent on a constant feedback loop from other humans to understand where we fit, you know? And when we don't know where we fit, then... We get really weird, I think. They they relate it to like the serotonin system that that's why we're so social. We we need hierarchy to understand uh, you know, what's going on. Apparently lobsters have a serotonin system for the same reason. I think we desire to be something we're proud of, obviously, because then we're given the space to express ourselves freely without like the insecurity factor of like, oh, I'm not proud of who I am. That sucks. So to feel worthy of your desires, you have to be proud of yourself. You have to address any shame you might feel, why you think you can't do the things that you wish you could do. You can. You just need to go at your own pace, at your own flow, and you know, not give your attention away to things that try to tell you otherwise. I desire to fulfill my destiny, whatever it is. And it's cool because like, naturally that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy i'm going to fulfill my destiny whatever the heck it is that's that's the thing right i don't even know but it's nice to keep it open-ended because for me it means freedom if my desire is open-ended for what the universe brings me and as long as i can appreciate it to the fullest then well, what could go wrong? I can't disappoint myself, right? I can't be missing anything. Because that's the thing. If you are too gung-ho on your desires, you could be missing other great things you don't even know you want, right? That's, that's, that's the problem. We don't even really know why we want what we want, really. We think we know what we want, but you probably don't. It's important to address, though, because otherwise you will subconsciously go around doing things without even knowing you're doing it because you think you know what you want but you don't even you didn't even identify what it is that you want and now you're just being dragged around by your like primitive self <laughs> it's like your monkey brain ah yes more cake i need another beer oh i i need friends i should just call one. Oh ah someone hang out with me i'm lonely ah help me ah la. that's when you have to call upon your like super wise smart adult super self and be like what is going on? Put me in my place. And then your higher super self is like, sit down. What is wrong with you? You're being a little biatch, avoiding a problem that you need to face. 
And those problems are usually emotional. It's usually like uh, in denial about something. It's usually just something you've buried deep. And that's why it's hard to know when you're avoiding certain things because they could be like deep. And then I think of Buddha and how he would be like, oh, you don't need desire. Desire is just going to be used against you. And, you know, he does have a point. But what if I desire to have no desire? Then what then, Buddha? Huh? What then? It's like when the genie gives you three wishes and you're like, well, my first wish is to have infinite wishes. <laughs> Free me of my desire. I desire to be desireless. Please. Thanks. Oh, if I could just get what's coming, get what's coming for me. There's a desire to get what's coming. <laughs> I have a desire to get what is coming. A desire to grow. Yeah, be better. <laughs> so I move with these desires from a place of self-acceptance and allowing them to change because I do kind of desire to be desireless, but I don't know if that's really possible, Buddha. Have you lived in the world today? I don't even know how to navigate the world if I don't desire anything. Well, what do I do? What do I do with myself? I guess I'd make this podcast anyway because I, I think it's fun and I love fun. Gosh, sometimes I think if I didn't desire to be a good person, then my life would be so much easier because all the other desires would be like, you know, easy to get because you there's such a back and forth like you don't want to be selfish you got to be proud of yourself you got to know that like, I mean I, in my case I really am always trying to like be who I'm supposed to be in accordance to like the overbearing oneness of the sky lords the star gods the universe the all-knowingness the super powers that run everything whatever the divine goodness the love of all things, the creative powers. <laughs> and then I'm like, I am a vessel of the creative powers that be, creating everything they create through me. So do it already. Let's let's go. Come on, God. If I'm God, if you're God, well then let's go. Fix the fix the the stuff. Let it all out already. Whatever it is that we're doing here, you know, exploring or investigating our godness in human form or whatever and then there's like the little angel in me that's like yes that's what we're doing and isn't it so fun can you just appreciate the process yes there's uncertainties insecurities and anxieties and all kinds of other crazy stuff involved in the whole process but isn't it wonderful yes all is well all will always be well and you'll die and you'll go to some other well place like COVID happened and everyone just running around with their head cut off like the world is changing it is so different now oh my goodness it's like yeah yeah it really is it really is even 10 years 20 years 30 years it's always different it's always different how are we supposed to cope with this world oh maybe we just let go and flow with the change and know that we always change in order to cope with the changing world seems like I'm coping really well doesn't it your sarcasm is so on point. And on that note, we're going to have a philosopher's poem. Trying to paint a better portrait. Trying to grasp a sense of self, but it's so distorted. We're grasping at straws. Exciting, 
but it makes us nervous. The future caused the past. I just want to be someone you can turn to when you're shouting out, but nobody can hear you behind the mask, the slow flame burning down the candle wax. That one was called Self Portrait by me, we, <laughs> and that is the end of episode, what is this, 11? Is this episode 11? I, dear goodness me, that's amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you listening a lot. You can be fixing the lonely vibes of the world together <laughs> and join me in episode 12, duh.